Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy. Mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up, you guys? I am Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Happy Mess. Welcome back to the show. If you're listening on the day that we upload new episodes, then it's Monday. So happy Monday. And if not... I'm just glad you're listening. Today, we are getting into the wealth building of it all uh, through hotel ownership. Interestingly enough, I am big, big, big on wealth building, particularly the older I get. Like, the only thing I'm trying to figure out is how to secure my financial future for me, my family, uh, the people I care about. Uh, That's the most important thing. And the more you deep dive into it, sometimes it feels a little overwhelming. Like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get where I'm trying to go? But then also oddly equal parts encouraging because you're like, there are so many methods, roads, avenues to the the success, the financial freedom, the wealth uh, that we want. And that doesn't make it easy. Nothing worth having in my humble opinion, uh, comes easily or very rarely does, but it's certainly accessible. And my goal with Hot Happy Mess is to always um, give you access, help, you know, the resources and the tips and the tools that have been shrouded in secrecy for so long be a little bit more accessible and attainable so that you can live your best life minus the burnout. You dig? All right. So you guys know that I purchased my first home pretty recently, um, earlier this year at this point, and it totally opened my mind to all things real estate. I've got skin in the game now. I say skin in the game a lot because someone I know was reading skin in the game and they use it in a lot of, um, 
conversation. So I say it to either be dramatic or pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, So basically, I own property and it has me excited to own more, thus creating more skin in the game. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Jessica Myers. Her story is awesome. I was so blown away by what she has accomplished in this space in such a short amount of time. Uh, We're talking about investing, pivoting in your career. She started off in media um, and then was like, you know what? We're about to get into real estate as a way to build wealth. And then she just closed this massive historic deal just last year um, on her first hotel purchase. I want to drop this little gem. I think you guys should check out this show. I haven't checked it out myself, so let me know if you like it. But I read a couple of uh, profile pieces. <laughs> My producer is laughing at me right now. Like, why Why are you talking about these things that you don't know anything about? Because, Anna. Okay, because. But I did read a couple of profile pieces on this duo, this this friend duo, and they have the show on Netflix called Motel Makeover or something like that. But it's kind of fascinating. They bought this rundown motel in the middle of, I won't say nowhere, but out off the beaten path. And they had no prior experience in the field. And they were like, you know what? Let's go into business. One has a designer's and an artist's side. The other one is more business-minded. And they essentially poured a bunch of love into this motel, made it super Instagram-friendly. And now I think they're about to open their second or third location. And it's also a reality show now, a docuseries on Netflix. And they're really killing it. They're super invested in the success of these motels. And after watching Shit's Creek, so am I. So I highly recommend you check that out. In the meantime, let's get into the nitty gritty of wealth building through hotel ownership. Here is Jessica. You guys get excited. We've got the lovely Jessica Myers here. I'm really uh, pumped to have her on the podcast because this is something that has been of growing interest to me um, in recent months and years. And I am all about building wealth. We've had quite a few episodes about that. And I am fascinated by her story. I know you're going to love it. Uh, Jessica is a real estate developer with over 10 years of training and industry experience. She has renovated over $15 million in real estate assets since starting in 2015, which was like five seconds ago, y'all. So this is crazy impressive. (laughs) And she specializes in purchasing off-market properties and building a dedicated team to generate optimum success. Jessica and her business partner made headlines after the duo acquired the home to suites in El Reno, Oklahoma, a deal valued at over $8.3 million dollars landing them the title of the youngest black hotel owners in the industry. Let's go, Jessica. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I am doing so well. I am really excited to speak with you. I mean, what you have accomplished in such a short amount of time is nothing short of mind blowing. And I'm just so grateful that you're here to uh, drop some of those gems, share some of that wisdom with uh, the folks at home who might be wanting to consider this route to building wealth. So thank you for joining me. And it's exciting to have the conversation because I feel like you can see the headline and get sensationalized. But I like talking about the journey and what it Mm -hmm. took to get here. And honestly, the failures that it took to get to the point of success. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the failures are so much a part of, um, you know, that that inevitable, hopefully, I like to think inevitable success. I'm an optimist. Uh, yeah. But you're right that the path is so much a part of that. And, and the, the struggles um, inform how we make the things that we make happen, happen. So to dive in, let's start with, with your journey, the beginning of this journey. Because from what I understand, you were in media first, right? Yes. Yeah, I actually started out um, just like any kid. I was like, I want to make the biggest difference um, that that you can and have the largest voice. And I saw television as a medium of impact. Like even in high school, I was like, wait, if somebody says something on the news, everybody follows suit. And I, you know, that's why I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to get immediate. So at 17, I found myself working at the um, Fox affiliate here in Atlanta. And I quickly climbed the corporate ladder. By 22, I'm working at CBS in New York. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm working at the Nick Cannon Morning Show. I'm seeing all sorts of celebrities. But the experience felt hollow. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I saw Nick Cannon, Bruno Mars, Carrie Hilson, Jay-Z, Rihanna, like all the celebrities. But it was just like, I come home and none of them remembered my name. Am I really Mm -hmm. making the impact that I desire when I was in high school? Like high school is about impact. And it's like, here I am, but am I doing what I was supposed to do? So I'm talking to my dad and I'm like... I climbed the corporate ladder because in media, you want to get to New York. I -hmm. climbed the corporate ladder and it feels unfulfilling. And he was like, well, what if the ladder is on the wrong wall? Ooh, if that is not a quote, let me just jot that one down. What if the ladder is on the wrong wall? And when I got Mm. that understanding, I went on a journey of self-discovery. And that's when I realized it's about owning my time. Like it's about now owning my time and having that financial freedom. What means can I? So I went and met with my financial planner and he were like, there are four appreciating assets. You got stocks and bonds. And now, you know, people throw in cryptocurrency. You Mm -hmm. got art, you got jewelry and you got real estate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, which of the four? You know, it, do I really see myself getting into? And a lot of my skills from sales that I was doing in the media realm transferred to what we could have in real estate. Interesting. That, what sort of skills? So as far as people skills, as far as sales. <laughs> so in, in media, I was actually doing uh, media sales. So for example, I would have a budget of $500,000 up to a million dollars that I would have to bring in for the media station. So cool. You need to bring in a million dollars for, for CBS. So I was like, Hmm, if I bring in a million dollars for CBS, how much of that comes to Jessica? Very little, mm, right? Very little. Talk about it. <laughs> so then I realized, well, if I'm doing this capital raise for CBS, what would it look like if I did the capital raise for Jessica? And that's where my journey then, you know, my head clicked with my heart. And it's like these transferable skills in sales. Now I can apply what I do in the corporate realm to my own personal brand and what that can mean. And that's how, you know, when I hopped into the game of real estate, I I started with my own investments, right? But ultimately Mm -hmm. it led to partnering with others in collaborative economics. And that's how we were able to make history. Got it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am already loving everything about this. Uh, shout out to your dad for for the words of wisdom. Uh, that's something really beautiful to keep in mind. What did you learn in that class for those who might be considering at home? Like what sort of beginner's course uh, should we consider or be looking for? So one of the things they actually started out with the concept called wholesaling. Now, you probably heard of wholesaling when you think about going to Sam's or, um, you know, mm-hmm. if any convenience store. Like I grew up, my uncle owned a gas station. So we would always go to Sam's, buy the items wholesale, and you mark it up and put it on the shelves. 
That's mm-hmm. how the convenience stores and things like that make their money. So you've always heard of the concept of wholesaling, but I never knew it applied to housing because we always think of the big, pretty house or we always yeah. conceptualize our dream home. But are you really thinking about, um, you know, who's the person who brings the ugly house first? Like I used to see ads all over the place. We buy ugly houses. Before I got in this industry, I'm like, who would ever want an ugly house? Like, who? Why? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Get a pretty house. <laughs> get one that's made up. But I, I had to understand and get clear that wholesaling is about finding opportunity. And these are the ones who take it to the investors so that they can put their markup on it. So learning and understanding mm. about wholesaling, you have to get an understanding of the numbers from all aspects. So they teach you the construction cost. They teach you, you know, if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, this is how you put together a scope of work for the amount of work that a home needs so that you can make sure your numbers are right. So all of these elements started to teach me the numbers. I got the sales part down, right? I can sell it. But now I understand the numbers that go into it, the education of it. And that was a key important factor for me being able to build my own business. Okay, got it. So you you started the coursework, you're learning uh, the space. What was the first, we're doing it, we're buying a thing, we're, we got approved for a loan, we're doing it. Like, what was so, that first moment? So, <laughs> so one, one of the main things that um, I've always done, even to get uh, an internship or a job at Fox 5 at 17, I knew the importance of network and associations. Get with an association and that's how you lead to success. Um, that's what I meant by going to the Les Brown Conference and surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. So the same thing happened in real estate. The second I finished that class, it was like, well, what next? Because they leave you at a step like, I can do this, but let's do it. So I joined as many real estate networking events that I could find. I was literally going to over four networking events a week until I found a mentor. And that mentor, so I finished the class in December. By January, I met and found my mentor in real estate. I was in the car with him every day. Mind you, I'm still working full time because, you know, my okay. boss oh, so, so, Right, right, right. So you're still working in media yes. while building, laying yes. the foundation, I'd say. Yes. yes. Okay. So I, I would go to work. And it's funny because... Um, you know, when I went to quit, I found myself not really going to work um, like I should have because I was in sales. So I had a flexible job. So I wasn't a good employee. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was funny because when I began to develop my vision and my dream, all of a sudden I'm getting to work early because yeah. I know that by noon or because, you know, the entrepreneurs, they don't get out till later, um, mm-hmm. you know, because they slept later. So I was like, cool, I'm going to get my work done in the morning, um, be present. And it was so great. Like, I could have been doing this the whole time. But, you know, right. I, was, I was more motivated now. I was like, cool, mm-hmm. because you know what? When I get off, the more time I spend here and get out of the way, when I get off, you know, I can go now and be be with my mentor all day. So being yeah. with him in the field, seeing and understanding communities, um, you know, with your own eyes, driving through and assessing the value. It's one thing to look at comps and the numbers on paper, but it's another thing to make it come to life and be like, that house is 60000 and that house is 20000 Because we put a little bit of work into it, you know, we're able to sell it for 100000 So to understand that day in and day out, I mean, it was a matter of days before I was able to purchase my own property. Literally by the, um, like I said, we finished the class in December. I found my mentor in January. I'd already purchased my first four homes, um, February, March, and April. Wait, what? Oh, I was not expecting the back to back to back. Okay. And, and, but one of the things that got me into that though, not only was I ready and, and I knew that it was time to make a change, mm-hmm. 
one of the things, and that's one of the things I talk about now, like it's great. You see the hotel and what we were able to do as a result of, but what comes from it is setting the mindset and starting with setting a goal. My goal was to get into this industry and I had to by any means necessary. Did Jessica have the money in her account? No. Mm -hmm. I started getting into real estate (laughs) with $1,400 to my name. But he hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, how did we do it back to back to back? I certainly did not expect to hear you were able to make those moves as swiftly as you did, as quickly as you did with $1,400 technically to your name. And that's how I was able to break in the game through business credit. Mm -hmm. You are able to, now I'm not going to lie, I didn't have a good credit score. I did have a good credit score. And the course that I took, they did talk with us about how to get extended lines of credit. So that that was included a part of the education. So that helped me when I found a deal, I was able to act upon the resources that I had already learned, but it was about leverage. It was about partnerships. And those concepts is what got me ultimately to, to owning a hotel. Got it. Oh my goodness. Well, that is really so encouraging. And you know, for anyone listening at home, if you're like, oh, the credit, we have an episode for that. So if you're trying to build your credit, fix your credit, uh, we had Tiffany, the budget Nista, oh, yes, yes, she came yes, out. Yes, yeah, she's amazing. Her, yes. Yeah. Yeah, she dropped so, so much knowledge. So go back, listen to the Fix Your Credit, Rip the Band-Aid Off episode. Uh, but if you're already there and you're ready for phase two of this uh, amazing conversation, then let's get into this hotel purchase. You you uh, hit the ground running. You had back-to-back-to-back home purchases. Uh, what was the, the time gap between that first onslaught of homes and deciding I'm, I'm going to pull the plug or pull the trigger rather um, on, a, on a hotel? How did you decide, you know what I want to buy? A hotel. So that's like next level. It, it's a long journey. For one, I always do an autopsy on the projects that we finished. So I'm always looking for what do we do right? What do we do wrong? And what can we do differently on the next deal? So my journey was progressive. I mean, yes, we talked about purchasing four houses in the span of time, but those four houses took a couple of years to transact and a lot of hiccups along the way from mm. a contractor selling drugs out of my house to Ooh. one of my tenants having one of the largest drug busts in DeKalb County. Um, you know, they had wow. to taser somebody when the police came. It was crazy. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> so it, it's definitely been a journey to get there, but I'm always looking at what did I do right? What did I do wrong? So I wound up bringing on a construction manager and he helped me to manage the day-to-day, to look after the asset, to make sure nothing was wrong. But this also freed up my time a little bit more where now I can focus on what are the larger aims? What am I really going towards? And in about 2019, I had to sit down and say, well, Jessica, what is your goal? What are your visions? Where are you going with this? You know, thankfully my boss gave me that time. I was able to leave corporate America, but it was just like, I don't want to keep doing one-offs. I don't want to just keep doing, you know, you make uh, a couple thousand here, you make a couple thousand there. Like I want to get that cohesive consistency that you often find in corporate. And so in doing mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm having lunch with my girl from college, uh, Davon, and you know, she's in the commercial space. She's in hotels. And she's like, Jess, you know, a lot of the work that you do in the single family space, you do it and you apply it to the commercial space and you'd be a lot further along. 
So in talking to her about, you know, the woes of what I'm dealing with in my homes, you know, the drugs, the, you know, the contract, yeah. show up, the contract, and they got you out here stressed. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just talking, sipping, sipping tea with my girl and telling her all of this. And she was just like, you know, one hotel could get you to your dreams a lot faster, mm. a lot quicker and without all the headache. And I was like, wait, wow. wait what? And, and ultimately that's where we started to work together and we created a fund, Epic Collective. And that's how, um, through that finally, obviously it's a much larger journey, but that's ultimately what led me in the direction that, um, that led to hotel ownership. Got it. And when you say we started a fund for those, including myself, actually, who need more clarity on exactly what that means. What does that mean exactly? We started a So fun. when you have two girlfriends sitting across from each other, and when you look at, well, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? And you say something like a thousand doors, or she says that she wants to create 221 hotel owners. You're just like, well, what can we do with this? Where does this go? Cool, let's buy a hotel. That's great. How much does a hotel cost? Right. And then when you start, how much does a hotel cost? Because I don't, I never put those on my Zillow uh, filters when I'm browsing. I mean, it's just like a house. It can range. It depends upon location. It depends upon, Uh you know, what brand and, you know, what state it's in. I mean, it can range anywhere from 450,000, half a million dollars, all the way up to millions and millions of dollars. It really does vary. I mean, you're talking about the larger cities, the more expensive, smaller cities, more conservative, boonies. That's where you can get the hundreds of thousand. Um, but I mean, that that's a part of your plan. Um, honestly, not any one deal is going to get you rich. My goal is to layer it in, right? It's to layer mm. it in. But going back to having the vision of knowing that we wanted to get into the commercial space, knowing that we wanted to break into it, it's like, okay, how do we do this? We obviously don't have millions of dollars in the bank to go write the check. So what do we do? We collaborate and we partner with a community that does. So we started educating Mm -hmm. our community on how to buy a hotel, what to do. Now, first we, we, we come in there, you know, everybody's like probably the same sentiment. Y'all ain't buying a hotel. Whatever. (laughs) Who cares? Right. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, we, I remember we had our first event and nobody came nobody Ooh, came wow you know because we just knew buying a hotel right that we just need to say hotel and you're there Eventbrite is full and everyone's in line yeah and, and because before we did what we did i'm telling you we came across a lot of naysayers a lot of people who didn't believe it who were like we don't see it what's going mm. on you know it wasn't like mm. a sure thing like now it's a sure thing we can talk about two three four and five because they saw the one. Yeah. But before, like I said, we ho- we hosted an event. Nobody came. But I was like, just as in my job, just as in the single family space, it's about consistency. I remember starting out, you know, yeah, I'm telling you about a hundred, a $500,000 budget and a million dollar budget with, that I had working in media. But that budget started at 200000 It progressively went up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? The fact that nobody came to this meeting, that just means the next one, we're going to have at least five. That just means that the next one, we're going to have at least 20. And it's just about keep going. So we kept going. And I'm talking, you know, this was in 2019 that we made this decision. So even through the pandemic, Mm -hmm. it was even harder. Like, you know, we finally had an event in early January, uh, or this was March, actually, because it was the week before we closed down. And so glad we had the event. 
where we had almost 350 people out there. Um, we did, we actually really? did a screening for the movie, The Banker. And we, we were able to have, um, Andrew, Ambassador Andrew Young on the panel, as well as myself, speaking about community and economic impact. And that's what we, mm. you know, it started out with the education. Like, let's bring on and educate our people so that we can grow together. So I'm talking about years and years of talking to people and talking, you know, to empty rooms up until we get to the point where we finally get 350 rooms and then COVID happens. And then it's just mm. like, wait, all the momentum we had, all that we right. thought we built, like we finally got people to come to our uh, events, finally got yeah. people to know who we are. Um, because our biggest thing is that we can accomplish so much more together together. Yeah. Because if, yeah. like I said, we waited to do it individually, we will all be waiting years and years and years, but we saw the power mm -hmm. in what we can do when we come together and we can attack it. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The investment group or, or the uh, fund that, that you started, would that also be referred to as syndication or am I I'm mixing up my real estate like phrases? Like I've heard of syndication, like people going in on uh, like multifamily homes or things like that. Or is that two different so, things? So that just refers to the type of fund that you're starting um, because there mm. are various types of funds depending upon the deal itself, depending upon how much you're raising. And then, you know, the types of individuals that you're dealing with. Um, there's a such thing called an accredited okay. investor that, um, you know, depending upon the type of fund, you can only deal with so many accredited versus non-accredited investors. And you can only raise, you know, so much capital in so much in a window of time. So there are different types of funds and regulations and things like that. So always, 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 I tell people consort with an attorney um, that understands funds and how to set them up so that you, you make sure that you are, you know, on par with SEC regulations um, as far as any type of communal project or collaboration that you're doing. But thankfully, um, we were able to set that up and that's how we were able to to pull the trigger. Got it. Okay. And and at what point did that happen? Because you talked about the fact that the the uh, pandemic just came and disrespected all the plans. Just that's just what it did. Well, two, everybody. Two, two, things, <laughs> you know? two things that that created. Because remember, one, remember uh-huh. I said I'm always looking at what do we do right, what do we do wrong, and what can we what can we do different. So I'm always looking at yeah. those elements anyway. So when the pandemic came, it's like okay, because even even before the pandemic, remember there was a looming crash. That was happening. And mm-hmm. honestly, in the real estate world and, you know, my investing background already, because at that point I'm I'm still doing development, you know, I'm still doing renovations. I'm actually at this mm-hmm. point doing new builds. So I'm, I'm still that engine is still going for me. This is something, you know, that I'm growing a new baby that I'm growing and working with. But um, understanding that hmm, something's happening with the economy, it's almost like on the Titanic. When you start to see the rats run, it's like, wait, something's going on, mm-hmm. right? Like, Hold up, let me get my little bag, my exactly. overnight bag. Where are we going? Exactly. So I, I thought back, you know, thankfully in the last crash, I was actually in college still. So I wasn't imp- as impacted by that. So I was like, how do I go back? Because there were people that won during the last recession. Considering we're coming up mm-hmm. on another looming recession and now the pandemic, you know, especially at this point, it's like, what's happening? Because remember, when we shut down at first, nobody knew what was happening, what was going on. And we didn't know how long, right. we didn't know what. So um, the, the biggest thing is like, hmm, who won during those times? And as I, if anything, mm-hmm. COVID kind of gave me that time to stop and reanalyze, reassess, reevaluate, not only what we were doing, but What's really going on? And that's when you notice, like, most millionaires are made in a down economy. Mm-hmm. And so it's yep. just like, how do you win? Because remember that concept of wholesaling that I got started with? You know, as I start thinking yeah. and renovating, you know, you kind of get away from your roots, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. very concept of finding a devalued asset during a time of an economic slowdown so that when mm-hmm. the economy turns back around, I'm prepared and I'm already ready to go. And then with my partner, Mm. having the hospitality experience, like, you know, hotels like the back of your hand, that is the magic. Having the expertise in the team. I always say there are three major things to make a deal happen. The opportunity itself, which is created through economic hard times, the skill set and the know-how, that's where our powers combine. We were were definitely magic. And the capital to make it happen. And once I Mm. understood that, 
because I did an autopsy on all of my projects, right? And I was beginning to see the reoccurring theme that it was the opportunity. It was a skill set and the know-how and it was the capital. So once I understood that, it was like, how do we continue the momentum of what we had and what we created? So we kept doing webinars now where we were doing in-person events we started doing webinars. And one of our guest speakers on the webinar, Miss Aquania, she came and she spoke on um, our platform that we created. And she was like, wait, because we, mind you, we're just talking about, you know, we're just talking about hotels. She was like, wait, that's all it, you know, we were expressing, you know, hey, there's opportunity, we can do more. And she was like, hey, well, me and my group, you know, we can, we can help with that. And that's how we were able to partner. We had already been seeking opportunities, right? We were looking for yeah. those wholesale, like who is not winning during this time? Because, you know, a lot of people were playing hooky with paying their bill. So, mm-hmm, absolutely. So we were like, let's go partner with the banks. Because remember, I'm looking at the 2008 recession and like what, right. went, like who won? And remember, the banks right. had all these assets that were devalued. So it's just like, mm. well, how do we go to the banks? So now yeah. we're able to partner with Nassau Investments, which is a larger um, investing firm, and they had relationships with banks. So when it came to getting an undervalued asset, who better to call than an investment group that has a relationship with the bank? So now they present the opportunity, right. the opportunity that we're talking about educating our community about. And then now we meet someone with the uh, with the capital. We have the skill set and the know-how, and you bring all the elements together. And that, my friends, is how we made history last year. That is absolutely amazing. You made history. The deal closed. Uh, we mentioned this at the top of the episode, valued over $8.3 million, right? Yes, yes, yes. And how has the journey been since uh, the deal closed? I mean, is it what you thought it would be? Is it more work than you expected? Are you seeing the financial returns, to be quite frank, that you were hoping for? Or is it more of a long game? Yeah, I mean, it, for one, it's definitely a long game. Real estate is not a get rich quick. Yeah. Honestly, I came in thinking right. that, which is why I bought four houses to start. And that's why I said it took mm-hmm. two years to transact. It is not a get rich quick. If you are here to get rich quick, stick with wholesaling. Wholesaling, you can flip. You can do that. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot of grind, but you get in, you stay in and, you know, you can just, you, you can pick up uh, capital. My, my goal yeah. is a long game. My, my goal right. is layering in. Cause you know, growing up, you're like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. But <laughs> I got clear that a millionaire generates $83,000 a month. What are you doing mm-hmm. to generate $83,000 a month? And that's where right. I was like, oh, it's about layering in cash flowing assets that help you get to that goal. And like I said, one deal is not going to get you there. So it's about building the yeah. compound. It's the compound um, interest or the compound growth that gets you to your goal. And most people think it's going to come from one deal. No, it's coming from a portfolio of deals. Because actually one of my first products that I purchased, it came from another investor and he he wound up purchasing it for $400. And I'm like, how do you purchase a house for $400? Well, he purchased a portfolio. That's when I uh, like, while we're looking at one house, two house, he bought a, a sheet. Folks are of snatching them houses. up in a, <laughs> in a full sweep. Like real, real quick, your assets go from a little bit to a lot. And what you, cause our counterparts are doing that. They are buying houses yeah. in like by bulk. Like they're talking about, do you want yeah. 50 or a hundred? I'm like, wait, yeah. I just wanted one. Like talk about goals, new goals. Mm-hmm. Like the more you're exposed to, 
the more and the bigger your dreams and your visions become. Because before I got to this table, the hotel was the biggest deal that I was looking at. And it scared me. Mm -hmm. But now on the other side of it, I'm just like, and and, and it's it's funny because I was actually speaking to our Hilton brand CEO. And Uh while we're so excited about our one and we made history and, you know, obviously that's what got us the conversation. And, you know, now, you know, it's, it's crazy to have his number and we're talking, but he's just like, I'm looking to grow our brand for our, um, our home to suites by Hilton. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes. But connecting with him. And like I said, yeah. oh, I mean, it, it's just been phenomenal. It's been amazing for one. Um, you know, we've met him several times and I mean, he's enamored by what we're doing and the impact that we're having on our community. He's like anything we can do, anything you need, just call me. Here's my cell. And um, to be able to have that type of access. But like I said, we're over here looking at one hotel and now he's talking about, oh yeah, we're, we're planning on adding hundreds to our portfolio, you know, within the wow. next year. And it's just like, you, so you asked how have things changed since um, purchasing the hotel is harder than I thought, easier than I thought. Um, yeah. If anything, I've grown. I've grown to new levels. My dreams and my visions have gotten bigger. And I almost feel like, you. Know, I, I'm a huge video gamer. And, uh, okay. you know, when you play right. Super Mario, you know, when you get the star and you become invincible. Like, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. how I felt. Like anything I can manifest, anything I can say, I can call into my reality at this moment. If I was able to do the unthinkable in the middle of a pandemic and Mm -hmm. we got a lot of support surrounding us, Mm -hmm. a lot of people reaching out because it's like before nobody wanted to come to our events. Right. Right. But then now we're inviting on so many different platforms, so many different doors are opening. So it was this experience and this journey not only has caused me to grow and rise to the occasion. Now dream bigger, think bigger, accomplish mm-hmm. more. But I just gotten that much more fervent about about yeah. what I can do. Um, you know, especially even yeah. to go times to Africa. ten that times ten mentality. Exactly, exactly. Even to go over to Africa, and it's just like, wow. What what about expanding here? You know, I'm I'm speaking to CEOs of, you know, hotels. Why why not have a presence, you know, here in some of the places? You know, why not expand in ways that help our community, empower us of ownership? Those are the type of conversations I didn't think about when we went and said, okay, let's get a hotel. I didn't think I'd be right. having the ear of influential people that can really make a difference and can really yeah. provide opportunities of ownership and education to our community. That's so beautiful, so important and spot on with what your father was saying, right? For you to have wanted to change the world in in an effective and massive way. I mean, what better way than what it is you're doing now? And who would have thought it just was a matter of scooting that ladder over to to the other wall? (laughs) I love love opening up um, this world of entrepreneurship because when my girl called me and was like, my babies didn't think it was possible. Like they didn't, it, it's not even on their radar. It's like qua. Like if I'm saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I say qua, you're just like, well, that's not a letter. You're opening up a whole world right. that people didn't even think about. Like, you know, it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, the hotels are owned by whoever that, you know, when you could go into a hotel, I'm sure you're not thinking about who owns the building, the structure. You're just thinking about I'm in the Marriott mm-hmm. and I keep moving. But one of the things I yeah. found interesting from working, you know, with my business partner is a lot of hotels don't actually own the structure. It's a franchise yeah. business, just like anything else. And uh, no, some of them are. Some of them are owned and operated, but a lot of them aren't. And when you realize that, you're like, oh, it's it's a franchise business. You're buying into right. a franchise business. 
that is real estate. And right, um, right. that I think is very powerful. So obviously it's a much larger team that helps to run the day-to-day operations because I'm not there now, yeah. but setting up a, a team to handle mm-hmm. the investments. Cause remember I was saying that's what helped me in the single family space, setting mm-hmm. up a team because I was mm-hmm. drowning with those four houses by myself. Contra- I mean, drugs, contractors running off with my money, like everything's going crazy. So that's where I realized it's about building a team. So we have an operator that's there managing the asset for us. So we're not bogged down with the day-to-day. Okay, Jessica. So for those of us who are ready to take that first step in our journey to building wealth through real estate, ready to slide that ladder over to a different wall, uh, how do we begin? What is our first step? Well, just as with anything, um, just as getting into media, just as when I got into real estate, Surround yourself with the people that you want to be. Surround yourself in a community and a network. That is how you fast track your way to success. You cannot do it alone. No man is an island. And one organization that I definitely recommend is called NABHUD. It's the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. And it's specifically focused on increasing African-American ownership into the hospitality space. So definitely surround yourself, educate yourself. They have conferences all the time and tap in with our community. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at it's Jessica Myers. Also reach out on our website, itsjessicamyers.com. But it's about surrounding yourself and putting yourself in the space where you can see the vision and the goal and remember to think bigger and 10x your dream. Ooh, what a way to end it. I love it. 10xing a dream is something I'm all about. And so are hot, happy mess listeners. So I know they're loving this conversation as much as I have. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I always end it with, you know, you got it. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Go, go. Boom, there you go. Uh, I definitely never even considered hotel ownership as a possibility before my conversation with Jessica. But now, Hilton, watch out. Radisson, um, Embassy Suites, I'm coming for you. Just kidding. I have too many jobs as it is. But for those of you who want to take that first step, uh, this is a really cool way to do it. And I certainly want to continue to to expand my portfolio, my real estate portfolio. So thank you so much to Jessica for sharing her knowledge. Uh, hit her up if you're interested in starting your journey. Uh, and remember, stay tuned. We've got more episodes every Monday of Hot Happy Mess. Head over to hothappymess.com and leave me a voice recording. It could be a review of the show. It could be a question you have for me. If you want to pop up in a future Ask Zuri segment, which by the way, y'all, we should do another Ask Zuri segment soon or Ask Zuri episode with a bunch of your questions and my wholehearted, but maybe haphazard answers. So that's coming. Stay tuned. And if you're loving us, uh, I really would appreciate a review. If you can drop a five-star review, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it really does help move the needle. It tells the powers that be that you're into what we are putting down. And we actually have a review from a lovely listener at Tasha Marisha says exactly what I needed. I've been in a pivotal phase in my life and this podcast is so refreshing. I'm not the only one going through my own inner battles. Zuri is providing 
real advice and opening herself, her friend group, and her resources for all of us to grow. Keep creating content. It is so necessary. With a heart emoji. Well, thank you, Tasha. I'm so glad that you're loving Hot Happy Mess. We're loving making it and having these conversations. And I'm learning just as much as y'all are. So I'm just as grateful and thankful for you and for all of our our experts and my friends and and everyone else who joins the party every Monday. Uh, So leave a podcast review if you can. Go to Apple Podcasts, type in Hot Happy Mess, scroll down and write your review. And then if you like this episode, share the wealth. Blast Hot Happy Mess far and wide. Tag us on social media at Hot Happy Mess. Slide in my DMs. Hit me up at Zuri Hall. And I will see you next Monday. Bye. 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 State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.